Loved it. A little drawl. Hi there, my name's Allie Nicholson. Allie, what's up? How's it going? Can you clap for me in front of the... Yeah, perfect. Uh, tell me where we're at, what we're doing. Yeah, so we're out here at the uh, California Pro-Am at Shortline. And? And? It didn't go as planned today for you. Not but the biggest scores today. Definitely wanted a little bit more. Um, I think I've got what I want to work on for tomorrow. Uh, definitely today's not the day to win it. So hopefully tomorrow we can uh, get it figured out and get through some head-to-heads. Tell me what you mean by today's not the day to win it. Like, what does that mean? Uh, because mean, because okay, I think it's important because skiers sometimes forget what their goals are. Yeah. So like for the prelim rounds, your goals aren't to win. No, and I mean definitely my goal today was to have gotten higher up on the list. I've kind of put myself at a bit of a disadvantage. I'm uh, sitting in sixth seed currently, puts me up against Whitney first round. Um, so now I've kind of put myself in a position where like tomorrow I need to ski well. I yeah. definitely you know yeah. tomorrow I got to do it. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, though, if I had gone out and run two at 41 today, it really wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. So ish. Yeah, it would have yeah. put me higher up on the list for sure. It would have kind of given myself an easier, ideally, matchup in the first Set round. Up, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, today's scores really don't matter. It was about getting to the finals, which I did. Yeah. And uh, tomorrow it's going to be a whole new day, a whole new yeah, fresh start. Okay, so before we talk about the season you've had, because it's been pretty, pretty good, like pretty solid. Like, I would say your best season ever. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Before sure. we talk about that, and before I ask you why you ski, I want to go back to like two years ago, Allie, or okay. three years ago, Allie. If I asked you three years ago why you ski, what would have been your answer? If I'm being completely honest, I don't know that my answer's changed that much. Yeah. I love the sport, I really do. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, I don't think that this is a sport, I'm not in it for money. Yeah. I, definitely not. I love the competitive nature of it. I love. Um, a lot of the people that are in the sport, uh, I grew up with it being a family thing. Yeah. Um, and my family does still ski. Obviously, it's I live in Orlando now. My family's not there. So it's a little less of the family dynamic now. Yeah. But I think it's really just for the love of the sport. And you still like, have your brother. Yeah. You guys still ski uh, oh, yeah. quite a bit together. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. And uh, definitely, <laughs> he's my first phone call. Um, whether I'm frustrated or happy or whatever, he's definitely like the one that I'm most excited to talk to about yeah. my skiing. So you started some off-season training this year. Yeah, so um, I called you last year kind of after the last event and was like, you yeah. know, I want to do something to like motivate myself to get in the gym a little bit more. Yeah. The, um, I just, I know myself, I don't love going to the gym. It's very hard for me to get motivated to go You're to the gym. You're, yeah, you're not alone. Yeah, I definitely don't, and I know I'm not alone. Um, yeah. So I looked into some like classes of like in, like in-person yeah. type stuff and yeah. uh, they're just, I wasn't loving the options in my area. Um, and I had heard some great, some people say, you know, really great things about Flowpoint. And so I called you and was like, Hey, I want something just to kind of motivate myself. And I was very forward. I told you, I don't really like going to the gym. I don't want you to expect me to go to the gym every day because it's flat yeah. out it's not, not happen. happening. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because yeah. I, like, when I'm working, I'm doing the, the my uh, 12 hour shifts. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm that I, there's no way I'm going to the gym. Yeah. Um, so I really actually enjoyed the program being, it was like three workouts a week. It mm -hmm. was very easy for me to kind of prioritize that and it. I kind of used it to guilt myself. Like, if I don't go, you're going to get behind. So you need yeah. to go. That's awesome. So it did motivate me. I mean, it motivated me to go and like get it done. And um, I used Jenny with the give goes and trying yeah. to, you know, solidify some some things. And how, like how to move. Yeah. And certain just like certain and, movements yeah. and like, hey, this hurts. Why yeah. am yeah. I doing it wrong or what am I doing? Yeah. Um, and just kind of trying to figure that out. And I think it definitely like 
held me a little bit more accountable in my off season, making me go work out. Also, it included cardio, mm. which I hate. <laughs> so as much as like, I already don't really like going to the gym. You're not alone in that respect either. <laughs> I don't really like going to the gym and I definitely am not one to go make myself do cardio. So like when I look at it and it's like, okay, it's programmed in, yeah. just follow it how it is. Yep. Um, I definitely was able to kind of push myself a little bit harder, I think, in that aspect, because I was yeah. like, all right, you can do this, you can follow it, just stick with what it is. Um, so it made me do different things, um, kind of held me accountable. So for that, I really liked it. And then fast forward into like the beginning of the season, getting on the water, the first couple of events, like talk about how the season started on the water and then like kind of what you built into. Yeah, so I think I started my first event was uh, Master Cro or King of Darkness. Yep. Um, and started off with a three at 39, I believe. Mm -hmm. So that was like a good, you know, okay, yep. we're starting the, we're starting it off strong. Um, Swiss didn't really go exactly how I <laughs> had hoped. I stuck my hand through the handle first round. Um, just kind of like freaked out a little bit. Second round squeaked into the finals. Finals just, yeah, didn't really go my way. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I was happy with that weekend. The King of Darkness had a good score to start it with. And then we went into Masters qualifiers. Mm -hmm. Um, where I ran four to qualify or three and a half to qualify. Um, and so I think I kind of started the season on a high. Like I was yeah. like, okay, it's May and I'm already skiing as good as I was last year. Yeah. You know, uh, it's yeah. going like already it's putting up some big scores. Feeling, yeah. And sure. so as we went through May and started going to Europe, I started feeling like I, I knew I was right on the door of mm -hmm. running 39. And mm -hmm. like, it's been a goal for years now. I mean, I've, Zane and I have been talking about, you know, just, you just gotta do it. One of these You're days right it's gonna there, happen. You just gotta yeah. like, let it happen. Yeah, yeah, one of these days it's gonna happen. And I, last year at the end of the season, I was knocking on the door, I ran five at Travers. Yep. Um, and I just, I knew I was right there. And when I went to Europe this year, it was kind of, I kept getting good starts mm -hmm. and I was like stopping myself. I mean, just like almost afraid to just like finish it out. Yeah, I know Lake 38 this year, I got four and I went back and watched it and I was like, that was, it was a start. Like You're one, right two, three was great. And I came into four and stopped. <laughs> so it was kind of just like pushing past that. And I knew I was what, right there. I just had what to. What does that mean? When you say pushing past that, what do you think? Okay, Greece. Yeah. Right? So like what was Greece the is a perfect example because like, I think for a long time I was getting, I would go, oh, well that wasn't a good two. If you yeah. go and watch my Grease 39, my two ball was really terrible, honestly. Yeah. But I kept moving and you I kept, kept going skiing. and I kept just like stuck with it and kept going. And I think for the long time, that was what was catching me is I was, if I had any kind of bobble, one was a little heavy, two was a little, I knew I pulled long yeah. to three. So if then you I made would any stop. mistake, you Any just... mistake, I was like, you did that wrong. Yeah. The next movie, you're done. Yeah. And I would just stop skiing. I mean, yeah. I would suck my ski up under me, S turn and be done. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just like getting past that, that you just have to keep keep moving, keep like turning your eyes and uh, just trying to stay in the past, one movie at a time. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I think all of my 39s have been like. Not perfect. Not perfect, yeah, yeah. None of them have been perfect. I mean, the one I ran in Canada, I was like, wow, that was interesting. The yeah. one that I ran at Redwood, I thought the same thing. It's yeah. always like, I feel like I'm done, yeah. but I just keep going Yeah. and then I can get through them. Whereas before it was like any mistake, I just stop myself. You just pull up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's cool. I think, uh, you know, I talk about it a lot, but re recovering position, I think is key. Like people are going to be, if they don't change anything else, except just like knowing how to get back into the right position, like right now after yep. a mistake, just skiing through mistakes, I think can help people a and lot. I, I think a huge part of that is just 
like practicing and like continuing in practice to yeah. keep going and keep doing it. Yeah. And um, you know, the further down the line you get in practice, the more confidence you take into tournaments. Tournaments. Yeah. yeah. Like before I went to Canada, I was running 39s like in practice all the time. Yeah. So it didn't matter that it wasn't great. I mean, I thought yeah. I was done. I think I thought I was done at like three ball. Yeah. And I all of a sudden I was at six. I was like, wow. <laughs> and it was just like the confidence to keep turning and keep moving. Yeah. Um, and I think just like pushing yourself in practice, because I think even though you don't realize those little habits that you create in practice, and I know yeah. I've heard people tell me this, the little habits that you create in practice are going to follow you to a tournament. So whether it's so like give me that, an example of that. Um, like what's something you try to do, make sure you do in practice or an approach tactically that you have in practice that helps you in tournaments? Well, I'll tell you one thing that I got, I know that I got in a habit of doing that followed me to tournaments was just like not really taking hits at the back of the buoy, even though they're not like that big. In practice. In practice. And like just kind of coming around and being like, oh, yeah, yep. I'm down. Yep. And then you go to a tournament and it's like, why did you not? Try. Why, why did you not try? Like yeah. you just let go and you go back, like I would go back and watch videos and be like, it just, I, but it, I, I would do it in practice all the time. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like a habit that I've been working really hard this year to, to break. try to break yeah. um, of like trying to hold it and trying to like, I'm not saying risk your body for no, no reason, but like at the same time, toughen up a little bit mentally in practice yeah. because you can't expect to do something different. To do something different. Yeah. Yep. Eventually your body's going to revert back yep. to your habits. And that's why, I mean, we practice all the time and you got to practice like it is a tournament. Yep. When we leave the dock, kind of go with that mentality of, if I were to fall here in a tournament, how would I feel? Yeah. Um, if you were to miss this pass in a tournament, how would you feel? So it kind of, you have to like start kind of training your mind there of don't let the bobble determine your pass. Yeah. Um, so in practice, you're approaching it, almost trying to put that pressure on yourself in practice so that when you come to tournaments, it's not such a big deal. Yeah, a little Which bit, yeah. And so try to think of like, I mean, I always really kind of focus on that out of the boat score or off yeah, the dock off score. The dock. Yeah. 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 Um, the, your, your first score that you put out in practice, if you run up the line or, I mean, you do back to backs or whatever, but especially yeah. like when you run up the line yeah. and you fall on an early pass or whatever, you know, and you go, okay, it, it's kind of, I try to think about it. Like yeah. if that had been my tournament score, what happened? Why did the, yeah. why did I make that mistake? Why did I fall? Why yeah. did I give up? What happened? Yeah. Did yeah. I just stop skiing? Did I give yeah. up? Like, um, what can I do? to kind of mentally move past that so that if I get to that situation in a tournament, I don't have the same result. Yep. So pre-ski routine, can we talk about that just real like briefly? I, I don't want to get into the weeds, but do you have anything you do? And is it the same in practice as tournaments? Like before you ski, like mentally, physically, otherwise it doesn't matter. Um, just like in practice, I really don't. I sometimes will kind of roll out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and tournaments, I definitely, I almost always like, well, at least foam roll. Maybe yeah. stretch just a tiny bit. Yeah. And I think it's more of just kind of getting mentally a little bit more zoned in yeah. um, for a tournament than I do in practice. But I try not to change too, too much. much. Yeah. Um, I try not to get ready super early before I ski. Yep. Um, just because when I'm at home, I walk out on the dock, I put my life jacket on and I go ski. Yep. Um, so I try not to treat tournaments too differently because I feel like if you sit there and you try to get in this zone and super big, whatever, and I don't do that. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm not much for a warm up person. Um, yeah, I don't really stretch a whole lot. I, like I said, I, it's a little bit, I try to keep it the same and practice keep it mostly the same. Um, I do give myself a little bit more time to kind of, all right. Yeah. Yeah. 
center yourself just a little bit here. Um, but yeah, I don't really have some big stretching routine, mainly just a little foam roll. Yeah. Touch your toes a couple times. That's about it. <laughs> Can you touch your toes? Can Barely. you put your hands flat? If no. You oh, no. Bend over? Oh, shit. We don't want to talk about that. Okay. Let's not Hamstrings about are real tight. We don't want to tell Jenny about that. <laughs> hey, so when you look back at the season so far, we've kind of talked about earlier on the mic today when we were talking together, like there's been like almost, it's like a two or three part season. So this is like almost the start of like the third part of the season in a way. When you look back so far, how do you feel about the, the season as a whole? Yeah. I mean, I, I obviously I can't complain about this year. It's been uh, incredible. I've What's the highlight? The highlight? Yeah. Probably the first 39. Still yeah. living kind of on the high from that. Yeah. Um, it was just, and it felt so good to like kind of do it on the road. Yeah. Um, and different country. Yeah. Different. I know last year I kind of struggled in Europe. Um, mm. Just, I had the unfortunate event with my ski and then yep. just kind of trying to come back from that. And then it was last year, I felt like I was kind of trying to stay afloat over there. Yeah. And it was like, just try to put a score that's good enough yeah. a little bit. Just kind of hanging on. Yeah. Whereas this year, I just, I felt like I was skiing really well the whole time. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of been like maintaining and improve, like trying to improve, but like yeah. mainly kind of maintaining while I was over there. Yeah. So I knew that I was right on it. I just needed kind of the stars to align in the right yeah. way. Um, but definitely, yeah, that was just like such a good feeling to finally kind of get it done. Mm. And then now I've done it two more times. So to yeah. kind of like be able to back it up yeah. felt really good. You're not just a one hit wonder. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there's going to be many more. It's just a matter of like, like you said, like it's mostly probably between the ears, honestly. Yeah, I think a lot of it is. I mean, and there's different things. I mean, obviously there's different like technique things that I know that I'm doing, but a lot yeah. of it I think is just getting in my head and not yep. hitting like, some of the cues or whatever that you, like, you gotta be thinking for. about these, you know? Yeah. I start, I get to a tournament and then I want to rush. Yep. And I think that's what's been kind of biting me some of the rounds that I haven't skied so well. Yeah. Um, it's just that like, I'm just trying to rush. I, just, I try to do it too fast and instead of kind of slowing down and trusting it. And, yep. um, so, how, so when you're at a tournament, like this tournament or you're over in Greece or whatever, it's probably the highest pressure compared to like a lot of people who are listening. Most people aren't flying to Greece and it's like do or die. But like, how do you just, what do you do when you're not skiing? Like in between rounds, um, in between days, what do you do to just kind of like get away from skiing so that you can just be and not over obsess about it? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely during the weeks, especially when I'm like on the road, I try not to hang out at the lake too much. Yeah. Um, like I came out here this week and skied, but I kind of came out and skied and left. Yeah. Um, tournament days are a little different. It's sometimes hard to find time to really get, get away. away. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah, during the week I try to just get away from the lake. I go yeah. ski and then I try to go do something else, get away. Um, not let skiing necessarily like Take absorb over. my whole yeah. thoughts. Um, and so then also I feel like when I do come to ski, then I have the mental capacity to actually focus on what I'm doing. Yeah. Whereas if you're thinking about skiing all the time, sometimes I feel like it's so mentally exhausting Get that burnt. by the time it's time to go ski, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm so over this. What are some mistakes that you see skiers make, like that you've coached or that you just kind of witness at tournaments when you're kind of throughout the years? What are, what are like one or two things that you try to avoid that you see other people make mistake wise? Just in competing in general? I know it may be a hard question, but... Well, I know with, with competing, obviously, I felt like one of the hardest things is to focus on yourself. And what do I you mean, mean by I, that? I know 
today I got told to focus on myself and stop worrying about what other people are doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, just Don't look like, at other people's scores. Stop, like, obsessing about what's happening and just yeah. zero in on what you know you need to key in on. Exactly. And, I mean, at the end of the day, like, especially, like it is a competition, but you have to go do what you can do. Yeah. Um, and you can't control what anybody else does. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's just kind of a mental thing that you have to push through of just you can control you and that's yeah. it and if you sit there and worry and worry and think and think about what everybody else is doing at the end of the day i think your skiing is going to suffer more because you're not focusing on just what you can control yeah sounds like a life lesson it's like, a life lesson i'm still trying to digest still trying to learn yeah. like um, in everyday life yeah it's like how easy is it to focus on what other people are doing and worry about what like what they have or what they're achieved instead mm -hmm. of just realizing all right i can just do me yeah it's kind of it's kind of like a bigger life lesson if you really look look at it yeah for sure it's one thing you've learned from your brother zane that you carry with you when you ski or hmm. compete um Oh, come on. He's going to be pissed. He's, he's going to be he's pissed, pissed right me. now. He's yeah. like, come on, Allie. Give him something. Um, I don't know. I feel like your brother, there's no shortage of having fun. Yeah. And a lot of, lot, not all the time. I've seen him pissed. Yeah. But like, I feel like you kind of have carried that torch too, in a way. You know, people, people yeah. get like pretty fired up when things don't go right. Pretty bummed. Pretty, it consumes them. Yeah. I've seen you become consumed, but I've also seen you get over it pretty quickly. I will give myself like my five minutes yeah. and my, my little pity party. And then yeah. it's like, all right. Yeah. It's time. Stop. It's time. There's nothing. I mean, me sitting under a tree upset for two hours not gets gonna, me nowhere. Yeah. It's not going to do much. Um, so, yeah. I... If I need to give myself a couple minutes, I'll walk away. I'll take my couple minutes, and then it's like, all right, that's yeah. done. You can't change anything. Go put your ski away, smile on your face, move on with the day. Um, yeah. Simple. Yeah, because it just—I don't really see the point in dwelling on it. Um, and I do like I get upset, obviously, and yeah. like there's things that bother me, and I think about it probably more than I should, and like I, but I try to move on. Um, yeah. Just kind of take it as it is and that's the biggest thing I think with like I was saying with practice earlier because yeah. I think if you let yourself be okay with mediocre scores in practice then you're like setting yourself up for, for a that. lower expectation in tournaments and then all of a sudden you're like upset with yourself because I fell at four ball at 38 but I did that twice this week in practice so like of course you did you know yeah. and so just kind of trying to hold myself to that standard of yeah, I, I think that you perform a lot like how you practice. So trying to hold yourself to that standard, then um, you can't be as upset with yourself, right? If things just kind of go the wrong way, then oh well. What's your standard for tomorrow? What's your adjustment? What are you focused on for tomorrow um, in the first head-to-head -head matchup with Whitney? Yeah, I just I feel like my biggest focus is just going to be my gates. I've been going really hard, especially at 39. Mm -hmm. um, on my gate and so it's hard not to get amped up at 39 yeah and like overcook it yeah I just I, I've been kind of struggling I think out here just to get wide mm -hmm. and then to feel like I'm actually getting my ski around between me and the boat going mm -hmm. through the gate um, and so I'm just loading in shoulder heavy leaving my feet behind and just kind of setting myself up <laughs> poorly to go into the course uh, 
So that'll be my biggest thing, mm-hmm. um, biggest focus for tomorrow. What about for the season? What's your what's what's your goal? What's your aim for the rest of the season? Yeah, so um, I am hoping to just keep making 39 more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be nice to kind of get back home after this event. Yeah. Have some weeks there training. We still have we still have a lot of events to come. Yeah. Um, so still some travel. Uh, I know yeah. I'm going to Malibu Open in uh, Tuscaloosa, so I've got that trip on. I'm gonna go see my family when we get back from here. Go get my dog back. That'll Goodness. be nice. Yeah. Just a little family reset. Yeah. And then just get back in Orlando and get yeah. back to kind of grinding and training. Yeah. Um, we have worlds to come, so definitely big event still. Yeah. It's been a long season. I told you earlier, if you think back to when King of Darkness happened, that was our first event of the year, and it feels like <laughs> an eternity ago. Yeah. Um, definitely feels like last year. How, how do you stay fresh, and how do you, like, balance, like, these ambitions of, like, running some more 39s, podiuming in some more events, doing the best you can do at Worlds, with also like not going crazy and trying to like keep your head level. You know yeah, what I, mean? like, I think the hardest part right now is just not over skiing. Yeah. Um, I've been skiing well and um, just trying not to overdo it because I think sometimes skiing too much can then turn into yep. starting to deteriorating. Yep. Yeah. Um, so right now I know that my equipment is set up right. Yep. It's where I need it to be. Everything's working. I just need to kind of work on making it more consistent. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my goal for this year. Definitely uh, want to podium some more events, mm-hmm. hoping to have a big show out at Worlds. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking a couple minutes. Yeah, of course. I think people would love, to, I mean, they'd love to hear from you. They always get to see you on the mic and hear you on the mic, but you never really talk about yourself that much. So I don't know. Yeah, nice to kind of like, see the other side of it. Yeah, exactly. And that you're, that you're human, <laughs> that you're like, not just this like unbelievable skier, but you also like, there's always struggle. Yeah. Like even though you're up here and most people are like looking up and seeing, oh my God, she's such awesome, awesome skier. You're still like dealing with the same issues, same challenges that everybody else is. Yeah, I mean, I so. think it's hard. I, I don't necessarily think that you always see like the ups and downs of pro skiing. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to see the big scores at the events and whatnot. Um, What's been the most challenging thing this season for you so far? If I'm being honest, when I got back from Canada, I went to see my parents for a couple of days up in Tennessee. I skied with them. I went to nationals. I didn't ski that great. And then I went like a week of just like not skiing well. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> it was just like so disappointing because I was skiing so well before I went to Canada. And yeah. then I came back and was like, bar- like not barely running 38, but like they were not very pretty and yeah. just kind of struggling. I felt like I was hitting my head against the wall at 39. And the water in Florida is so hot. Yep. And then again, I would like, I wanted to ski more and more and more yeah. and more. And it was That's like, the natural tendency. You're like, wait, it's slipping away. I need to ski more. Yeah, and then it's so hot. My hands are like falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> my body's falling apart. So how'd you work through that? Just, I think I was just trying to tell myself like, it'll come back around. Mm-hmm. Like just don't get Relax. to whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then you start over skiing because you're trying so hard to make it. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it was just deteriorating. So it was like, yeah. okay, you need a day off. Yeah. I said before we came out to California, I was like, I'm not skiing tomorrow. Do not let me ski tomorrow. Yeah. I tomorrow is a day off. If it is glass and I tell you I want to ski, tell me no. Yep. I don't care. That's I smart. need a day off. 
It's discipline. Yeah. So. Well, it um, worked because you came to California and you ran 39 again. Yeah. And then I came to California. I went to California Ski Ranch and practiced with uh, Becky. Yep. And in practice, I ran 39. I was like, Kay. okay, maybe we're, maybe we're okay. Maybe <laughs> we're going to figure this out, you know? Yep. Practice has been going terrible, but came out here a little cooler water. Yeah. Uh, you know, having Becky in the driver's seat is always really nice. Confidence inspiring. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just to have the confidence of that. And, yep. um, so yeah, it just, it just kind of, I think, pushing through and like not getting too mentally whatever, because when you start to like push and push and push and like, I was wanting to ski more and more and yeah. more and I just yep. was falling apart. So yep. it's kind of like listening to my body a little bit more mm -hmm. of, hey, your hands need a break, your mm -hmm. back needs a break. Everything. Your mental capacity just yeah. needs to say, okay, yep. pump the brakes, hold on, you're fine. Yep. Um, That's a good lesson. Yeah. I think it's hard for people, for sure, in this sport. I know. I, I think it's off. so hard to tell yourself to do less when it's not going the way you want because yep. you want to do more until you get the score that you're looking for. And I was doing that for a couple of days. I was just like, I'm just going to keep skiing. I want to ski again. I want to ski. And I would go ski and it would go. I know I went out to Jack's one day and I skied one set. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go get lunch. We're going to do this again. Yep. I skied again. I was like, I should have just gone home. <laughs> it went so much worse than the first set. Um, and that I think was when I was like, all right, Allie. You listen to yourself though. That's, that's the key. <laughs> So I, when I talk about recovery, it's not just recovering during a pass. It's also recovering during like a season where you're like starting to see a downward slide and then you just gotta like take a breath, have some good people around you with some good like input yeah. and then like listen to yourself and listen to them. Yeah, I think the hardest part is when you have um, like our pro events that are back to back to back weekends yeah. and uh, when things start to not go your way, that's the hardest to kind of step back because you have a tournament and you're yeah. skiing terrible and you I don't even want to go to this tournament if this yeah. is what I'm going to run. Yeah. Um, and to kind of s listen to yourself and know that, you know, it's going to be fine when you get to the tournament, it's going to, yeah, whatever, gonna you know, it'll all work out. You're going to get through it. But sometimes those lows are just hard to push through and like mentally be okay with it. Cause yep. I mean, if you're falling at two ball every day, when you go to the tournament, you're when you get to two ball, you're gonna think about it, yep. right? I mean, yep. it's always gonna come back and mentally come up in your brain of, well, this is where I've been going. The fact that you're one of the best in the world, and people get to hear that you've been struggled with the same shit that they struggle with, I think that's enough. In fact, you've started to climb back out. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. pro steers cool. are definitely not above it. That's for sure. So, <laughs> right on. If anybody we'll needs to hear that, we're human too. <laughs> yep, definitely human but definitely pretty talented. Yeah, last question. How much of what you've done in your ski career is talent versus like hard work and, you know, drive and focus, would you say? Um, I feel like it's hard to say how much of it is talent. Yeah. <laughs> I started, I mean, I started pretty young. My brother yeah. um, was huge, especially in juniors. Yeah. Um, so I feel like a little bit of that was just like natural genetic ability, I yeah. don't know. Somehow we got it, um, but, but I like still to, worked hard and you had him to chase. I still like to think that I push myself pretty hard. Um, yeah. Zane and I push each other a lot. I've talked, I feel like I've talked about it quite a bit this year. We like when we ski together, we always have the daily competition mm -hmm. of like, hey, who whoever wins today's like practice set has to buy lunch, has to buy dinner <laughs> or whatever. And it keeps it kind of like. What's the tally? How even is it? I bought a lot more. Lunch you bought a lot dinner. more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The handicap has always like, we've always kind of adjusted it to try to keep it as fair as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but 
Zane's pretty good about if he knows the score. Yeah. He's pretty he's good about it. getting it. Yeah. Um, so we keep it fun, but we keep it competitive. Um, yeah. Kind of push each other to get better and not stay static. Um, I definitely think that I've worked hard and I've put a lot of a lot into it. I've sacrificed a lot in my life to kind of prioritize skiing. Yeah. Um, so I definitely don't think that it's without work. Yeah. Um, so it's I've, both. Yeah. I've definitely committed a, a lot of time to it yeah. and um, worked hard and kind of I've moved. I now live in Orlando to kind of try to prioritize Dedicate skiing. Dedicate your life to and it, yeah. Yeah. Um, just try to ski in the off season more and yeah. be where a lot of the skiers are yep. to kind of try to take advantage of that. Yeah. Definitely a life commitment at this point in your life, which is cool. Yeah. I it, kind of, uh, in 2021, I kind of decided that while I'm at the age that I am, while I am at the top kind yeah. of, um, with where I'm ranked now, um, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this forever. I'm not going to yep. be in this situation forever. I'm not going to, um, have, you know, no commitments or no ties yeah. or while I while can you, do it, yeah. I need to prioritize it. If I care about it, I need to prioritize it now because 10 years from now. Might be too late. Yeah, it might be too late. Yeah. So um, I kind of took a leap with my job and uh, just followed my heart and kind of prioritized skiing. So it's, it's worked out so far. <laughs> I think that's a good place to stop. If people just followed their hearts and listened to their intuition, things might work out a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Thanks for sitting down with us. Thanks, Marcus.